Welcome everyone to the LA Weekly Weekly Podcast with me, Brian Kaye, and of course, producer Brian, spelled yes, yes, yes. incorrectly with a Y, of yeah, course, come on, like always. Come on, Brian, come on. Well, it's just Always true. poking I, fun at me, man. I'm not poking fun at you, I'm just poking fun at the wrong spelling of your name, but we're not here to talk about you. <laughs> we are here to talk about, uh, or talk with, an amazing woman who uh, recently became a friend, came on my radar, because um, she's... She's such awesome. a taste. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, seriously. I mean, she's a tastemaker, um, but she mm-hmm. also is a consequential tastemaker in the influencing space because she focuses on sustainability um, and the environment and a bunch of other things. But her whole story is amazing. So without further ado, we're done talking about you, Escalante. We're here to talk <laughs> about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of talking about you because I always talk about you. <laughs> hey, hey, We're talking hey, about excited to have Valeria, Valeria Hinojosa. Yes, yes, hi. I love it. Look at that, <laughs> man. Your Spanish is better than mine, Brian. I'll give you that. <laughs> well, no, it's so funny because so everyone we're laughing. The three of us are laughing because, like I said, uh, we've only known each other for like I don't know what, like a month. I think yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I got your name right when we first started talking and then we were off the air and I totally mispronounced <laughs> it. But your last name is a challenge to pronounce, but it's Inojosa, but it's Inojosa. spelled H-I-N-O-J-O-S-A. Yeah. Most and so it's all funny. Hinojosa. <laughs> I know. Hey. Inojosa. Yeah. Hey. It's easy to chop it sometimes, you know, but hey. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, but the funny part is, is and I it's so funny because my whole life, like I, I, you know, my last name is Calle, which is street in Spanish. But everyone's like, Cali, call, Cal, Kale. Hey. And I'm like, what the hell? So hey, when someone says my last name, they say escalate. I'm like, dude, I'm down. You got an escalate <laughs> around. I'll take it, bro. You know, like Escalante, Escalate. We, we good. Well, I'm <laughs> well. enough about your name. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me here, guys. Super excited to talk to you and to share a little bit more about my story and what I do. <laughs> I know. Well, your story is crazy because you were originally born and raised in Bolivia, correct? Yes. Um, and you have kind of just created this community, let's call it, around you and your ideas um, on sustainability. And I just watched some of your stuff. And one of the things I like about it is you always translate it in both English and Spanish, which is unique. And I don't think a lot of people are doing. Um, but, but two, you know, some of the stuff that you're putting out is just um, even avant-garde, so to speak, for the environmental space. So how did, how did this all happen? How did this all start? It's actually a funny story. And I think I I shared this with you before, but for everyone listening at home, I used to be a private banker. And um, I think that career awoke something in me. I've always had this connection with nature coming from Bolivia, where we're we're pretty much surrounded by nature. Uh, My family has vineyards back home. So every vacation I would be I know swimming in rivers, talking to trees, hugging trees, hugging frogs. Like that was my childhood. And then when I came to the U.S., I graduated and immediately got accepted as an intern at a bank. And that transformed into a full time position. And I didn't even have, I think, an opportunity to process what I had chosen as a career. And it wasn't until uh, my fourth, third, fourth year as a private banker that I realized that I was disconnecting from this passion I had with nature, that I was losing myself. I was losing my essence. I wasn't happy. I was dealing with depression without even knowing what depression was. And I was way oh, wow. too, yeah, I was way focused on um, taking 
the check, like check marking all the boxes that society kind of pushes us to pursue, like the big career, the paycheck, the house, the status. But um, I wasn't focusing on my spirit and my spirit was screaming nature. And that's pretty much how my my blog came to life. It, it became as this platform came to life as a way of venting where I could just put my emotions and thoughts and writing and connect with like minded human beings. And in the process, I also started discovering what sustainability truly meant because I didn't know what a sustainable life was all about. I didn't know what climate change was six, seven years ago when I started this. Wow. And um, it was honestly a learning process for me. And the more I learned, the more I wanted to share it with the world. And that's pretty much how Water Through Skin came to life. So tell me a little bit. I didn't mention Water Through Skin because I, I don't know too much about it, but I know you you founded Water Through Skin. Uh, what, first of all, what does water through skin mean to you? Why that name? I chose water through skin because I wanted to create more than a platform. I wanted it to be a movement and I wanted to be transparent and re-energizing like water, but I also wanted it to have the power to penetrate skin and reach our souls, soul deep. So that's how I came with the name water through skin. Um, and at the beginning, I think everyone made fun of the name. No one could even pronounce it. And now that they know what I'm all about and what I've been promoting for the past seven years, it makes so much sense. So that became um, also my, my lifestyle. Um, I was reading about sustainable fashion, about ethical fashion, poetry fashion, eco-friendly travel, veganism. I pretty much Googled how to become a better human. I absorbed <laughs> everything that I was reading. Literally, that's what I did. I absorbed everything that I was reading, every documentary that I was watching. And I wanted to make that information easier and digestible for people just whoever was reading my platforms, whoever was following me on Instagram, I just wanted, I wanted them to connect with this information and start taking um, steps at home to become better. That's incredible. So then what, so you, so you transformed your life from working as a personal banker, by the way, I did that too, when I was in college, hilariously enough, Um, but you transformed your life. So what was the first kind of step that you took to establish yourself um, as kind of, I don't even know what you would describe yourself because you're a blogger, a mental health advocate, an environmentalist, an influencer, yeah. a tastemaker. Like, how do you even kind of categorize yourself, or do you just say, I'm just me? <laughs> it's funny because it's a, I think it's a combination of many aspects and passions that I have in my life, but it all started with a platform that was my hobby and became my career. My first step was quitting banking, of course, which was a shock to every person that worked with me. Because I think whenever you quit, um, your bosses usually tell you like, where are you going? What what, what competition can we offer more? And the response was like, uh, the competition is a website. I blog that I just started. So I can't, I I still remember my boss laughing when I told him this and I was like, I'm serious. Like I'm going to start focusing on sustainability. But um, that was my first step, just taking the risk, taking the leap of faith, and uh, then just working, pitching stories and pitching my story to different channels, to different brands, finding sponsors, the right sponsors, because of course, I wanted to make sure that whatever I promote until today, whatever I promote on my platforms is aligned with my values, and I'm not just selling myself or my platforms. And, um, And I think what started as me becoming a sustainability content creator, because I was focusing a lot on that, also an activist and environmentalist, 
led me to discover one of my biggest passions, which is uh, conscious entrepreneurship, just creating companies that are solving everyday problems and have nature and our people in mind. How do you like, so I think a lot of, this is like a buzzword, especially this month, right? Because it's earth month or earth week or earth day. And, and everyone seems to like ramp up. And, and we talked a little bit about this before just personally, but everyone's like, Oh, let's focus on this. And it's more of kind of like this, you know, unfortunate marketing moment, which is good in the sense that people are getting more awareness, but, um, but like, how do you, how do you break that down for people and say, okay, great. I'm glad we're all talking about this now. And this is important in this moment, but how, what are like the, what are your like kind of, what's your step-by-step guide for someone who wants to one, either as an established entrepreneur who wants to be sustainable or two, um, someone who's starting out that wants to be conscious, just going in. I guess that the the first step that I always recommend is losing the fear of trying to become sustainable at home. Because I think everyone associates sustainability with perfection and that's what people are striving for. And in my case, it didn't happen that way because it's not like we learn about this in school unless you're studying anything that is related with sustainability. But for me, everything from knowing what to recycle, what to avoid, how to compost, uh, why veganism, uh, how can I reshape my consumption habits, all that for me was education I had to pretty much click control all delete see my brain explode and start from zero and start educating myself and informing myself so I think the biggest first step is just understanding that there is no perfection when it comes to being a better human and um, the second one would be the power we have as a consumer and as a human we're setting the demands so once we start reshaping those demands we can start reshaping industries so the moment that I understood that and that I realized how much power I had in my hands and in my wallet (laughs) I wanted to make sure that I started using it wisely and supporting industries and companies that I truly believed in and with entrepreneurship is the exact same thing but something that I always recommend I tell people to make sure that they're working on themselves first that they're working on becoming very conscious human beings and then translating that into a company Because if you do it the other way around, which is what we're seeing a lot nowadays, um, since sustainability is becoming, I don't like this word, but a trend, everyone is talking about it. And that has its negative impacts too, because you see all these companies trying to get a piece of sustainability when deeply rooted in their foundations, they don't have that same mission. They're just doing it because of the money, the profits. Um, So that's why I always tell people, focus on yourself, become the best version of yourself possible. And that is going to translate into incredible ideas, incredible companies that have nature and people running through the energy of the company. It's so interesting. You, You touched on something that I don't think a lot of people understand or fully talk about, which is the, 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 let's call it uh, the interconnectedness of capitalism and, and environmentalism or capitalism and sustainability. And it's funny because a lot of people will say that capitalism and the environment or capitalism and sustainability are, are um, incompatible, right? And that we have to do certain things to, to be able to truly be sustainable. But it's so funny because I think the, the opposite way, like I completely come at it from a different perspective, which is the reason that we're making so much social progress, not just on the environment, but we're using this conversation around sustainability in the environment is because like what you just said, like people can use their dollars to choose a direction. 
Um, and companies are recognizing that people want that. And so they're changing their habits because uh, the ec economics of the situation makes sense. Um, but how do you, how do you go, how do we go beyond that? How do we take it to the next level? I think our biggest mistake as consumers was the fact that we gave too much power to the companies. We never questioned them. We just started buying their products. We believed in their marketing campaigns. And that's where our society kind of got lost. We started trusting way too much. And now we, we it's our time to take that power back, start educating ourselves, start reading labels, start reading the mission of the companies. Are they paying their, their employees a fair wage? Where are their companies and their warehouses? Where are they working? What materials? materials are they using and those are things that we never we never even consider it especially when when we're thinking about things that we're ingesting what ingredients are they using are they toxic are they non-toxic are they natural what preservatives are they adding to everything that we're consuming so for me it was understanding that um we live in a world that is run by businesses. Unfortunately, money moves everything, but it's up to us to redesign it and redesign how we want to live and how we want to, to support companies and pretty much build industries. We, we, we do have that power to redesign our world. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. So then what are some of the things that um, in your writings and videos that you're focusing on right now? Like what are the biggest kind of trends or things that you're seeing um, in, in the uh, marketplace for lack of better phraseology. Right now, something that I love seeing and especially my experience and with my audience and how I engage with them is how on hands everyone wants to be. I think this time at home, especially during the pandemic, gave us an opportunity to analyze our lives, the amount of waste that we're creating because now that we're spending so much time at home, you actually get to see it. And <laughs> I, yeah, I see people and I receive so many messages asking me about how can I compost at home? How can I reduce my waste at home? How can I actually have a positive impact in our planet without waiting on a couch with my arms crossed for politicians to do something? And um, that's something I think that motivates me every day to keep sharing this type of content and making it easier for people to start practicing these actions and steps at home. Um, no, I, I love that. It's, it's so interesting because it's like, I feel like there's this, a lot of people have kind of come to the same realizations that you have, like there's little easy, simple things that we could all do at home that are going to have, if we all do them a, a bigger impact than any one kind of, you know, political edict or, or whatever that, that might kind of solve all the problems. Um, one of the other interesting things that I think that you do that no one else does, which is maybe not no one else, but you're certainly a leader in the space, is that you are creating content that impacts not only English speakers worldwide, but also Spanish speakers. Um, do you do you how do you see the kind of feedback from communities outside the U.S. and then also the native Spanish speakers in the U.S.? It's actually funny because when I started my platform, for some reason, I, I chose to start it in English. Um, I felt that not a, I don't know why. I, the more I think about it, when I first started the first two years, I've been doing this for seven years. I was just speaking and sharing information in English. And then one day, 
Um, it was actually the founder of an eco-friendly company that I used to work in. Um, she told me, she's like, Valeria, you should start sharing content in, in Spanish too. You should share your world, your, your life and your passions with the world and see if they connect with it. And at that point, I think probably like 90% of the people that followed me only spoke English. And I slowly started switching to bilingual. And I was like, okay, I want to make sure that the people that I grew up with and everyone back home and, and Latin Americans get access to this type of information too. And I didn't know at that point if they were ready because back home, this was what, six years ago, they were not talking about sustainability like everyone is talking about it now. That's one of the reasons why I also left Bolivia because I had these dreams and these passions and society and, and my friends and the people that I hung around with wouldn't connect with that just yet. So for me, it was, it was kind of like a progress too. Like it started with English and then I realized that this information wasn't available to people speaking in Spanish. So I wanted to make sure that they got access to that too. And I switched it. And the minute that I did that, it was beautiful because I started seeing this community grow. And um, instead of just doing one video in English and one in Spanish, I decided to combine both. And then I even got responses from my audience saying, oh, my God, I'm learning Spanish through you. This is beautiful. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm learning English through you. This is amazing because I literally I talk back and forth and I switch languages while I'm doing the video yeah. and people can connect with that. And whenever I put the subtitles, whether in English or in Spanish, they associate the words that I'm pronouncing with what I'm typing. So it was for me, it was actually a divine experience because I got to see how people were not only absorbing the information that I was promoting, but they were also learning a new language. <laughs> so it, it was, it was nice. It's been very rewarding. It was, it, it's the Valeria Hinojosa Spanglish masterclass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, I love also, English is a, is a huge trend right now, but it's actually funny because I obviously follow you. So I get to see it and, and I actually love it porque necesito practicar mi español um, because I don't speak it. Perfecto. You have a perfecto. Gracias. No, Brian makes fun. Producer Brian makes fun of me all the time because and then like I'm like, well, why aren't you practicing with me? You can't just make fun of me. You're in the next I room. know. I know. Uh, deberíamos hablar más español en, en, en el aire cuando andamos aquí entrevistando a gente. Pues, por ejemplo, como con Valeria que puede hablar no, el español. You know, we got to say that in English, you know, we should <laughs> practice it more often when we have guests that can speak Spanish like Valeria. Please, please. This is, I this agree. Is well, inspire other people, too. So you're you're doing two things right. in one. <laughs> well, we could I would I would be so I would I could do it, I guess. But I would be so nervous to do a full podcast in Spanish. That would be like that. would That's my goal. I'm going to continue my practicing my. Well, no, because it's so funny because I, I feel like because I don't speak it very much. I'm losing parts of it. But we were talking about this, too. Like it's sometimes like random words. Like I'll just like completely like that. I even known since childhood. I can't remember like. I was, what was it the other day? It was like, oh, radish. I couldn't remember how, what the Spanish word for radish was. Rabano? Rabano, yeah. Rabano, yeah. Sí. Literally it, was like. It's so funny that you say that because that's something that I also feel that we need to change as a society. That fear that we have to mess up. That fear yeah. that we have of like saying something, whether in English or a new language that we're learning and not being it the correct word. Like for me, like we were, I mentioned this with you a few minutes ago, but 
I had to learn to be okay with not being perfect at everything, especially if I'm speaking two languages and being okay with messing up in front of people and just saying, Hey, I just made a Spanglish mistake. I'm sorry. Laughing. About <laughs> it. Like learn with me. We're all in this together. Um, especially during the times that I've done public speaking, just getting on stage and from in front of like 300 or 400 people, I would freeze just because of the idea of saying something that I didn't want to say in front of that audience. And the minute that I broke that, that idea of not being perfect or good enough for everyone and just being good enough for myself and being okay in my own body, like comfortable in my own skin, everything changed. And it was easier for me to talk. It was easier for me to make mistakes without like blushing or feeling ashamed of a word that I said. Um, I think it changes. That's something that society needs to be more open to. Oh, no, I'm totally with you. And, and actually, it's so funny because that's a common theme for you. I actually have talked about it in terms of like the freedom to fail. Like we need to be able to fail like as individuals. Like I, I worry sometimes and I see this in my niece who was just over my house this morning swimming and she's, you know, seven years old and adorable. But like how like sometimes teachers or government is trying to like protect us from failure, but you need failure to grow. And one of the things I, I um, gleaned on to that you said earlier, and you just kind of said it again, was that people are too caught up with trying to be perfect when it comes to sustainability and perfect when it comes to the environment. And because they think they can't become perfect at it, they just don't do anything. Yeah. But that's the whole idea of like not letting the perfect be the enemy of the good. So how do you like help people take those little steps or recognize like, Oh, here's little things that you'll actually enjoy doing. And it's a big help. Like, don't worry about doing everything yet. For me. And it's so funny that you mentioned that because something that I always said to myself, especially when I quit banking was that there's no failure that we're falling. We're just falling many times and we're learning. And for me, failure was not trying. Failure would be dreaming about something and not doing it because I was afraid of falling. Mm. Mm. And the minute that I understood the difference between those two words, my whole world changed. And I started taking risks and I started from, from everything, from quitting banking to part of my story. And I've mentioned this many times, but like a few months after I quit banking, I had to file for bankruptcy and I was only 27 years old. Wow. And I had to recreate my, myself completely. So for me, in order to keep the faith in myself and in my journey and in my passions, I had to learn the big difference between falling and failure. Um, and uh, the, the same thing applies to sustainability. The minute that we understand that, we understand that it goes beyond us. Sustainability is not about what, what we gain from it so much, but what we're contributing to the world. So it doesn't matter if you're doing it 100% perfectly, like everyone would like sustainability to be. But as long as you're trying and you're working your hardest and doing your best at home, that counts. And that adds up to the collective transformations that everyone is taking around the world like little changes add up right like exactly. just a little change and then maybe like next week or the next month i'll change a little something and it just continues to add up that's pretty cool yeah yeah and for me like it's so funny because i would tell people and they didn't believe me and you have to correct me if i'm wrong uh, but i always would say that one of the biggest um drains on the environment or or um pain points in, in kind of the environment is the consumption of meat and so um, I eat some meat now because it's the only way I can kind of, not the only way, but I just, I, my body reacts better in terms of muscle growth to meat, but I only eat chicken and turkey and I only eat it very sparsely. But for 15 years, I was a vegetarian and I was like, and I didn't realize in that time period 
that, oh, I'm actually also helping the environment. Yeah. I think that's, that's a beautiful, for me, it started that way. I became vegetarian and later vegan 10 years ago. So I have wow. eating meats 10 years ago and I've been vegan for seven now. But when I did it, it wasn't from a sustainability perspective. Um, I was focusing on my compassion towards animals and the cruelty behind the meat industry. So that's what pushed me to transition into a vegetarian and later vegan diet until I watched Cowspiracy, which is the documentary that I always recommend. And that one taught me more about the sustainability aspect of a vegan diet. And then everything just makes sense. After the more documentaries and the more information I absorb, the more it made sense for me to stick to this diet if I wanted to truly feel healthier. Um, of course, I had to read all about supplements, holistic supplements, because that's something that I like to focus on natural medicine and um, how to have the best and healthiest diet possible so that, so that I wouldn't be deficient on any vitamins or minerals. And um, yeah, it's, it's part of getting yourself educated. I think that's the key for everything that we're doing, especially this, these big transitions into a uh, vegan diet. I'm a Latina. So I, I was born and raised eating meat every single day. <laughs> when they told my family that I was going vegan, I think everyone laughed and they're like, yeah, we'll give you a week. And it's been <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> But hey, do you feel different though, right? When you like lay off certain foods, um, like you feel lighter, you feel more energized. Like the water that you drink is extremely important. Like alkaline water makes a difference. Like we were just talking about this the other day, Brian. Like, I mean, Brian, listen, he talks about it and uh, like he's really whipping into shape right now. And I'm pushing. I'm like, Brian, you got it. You got this. Keep doing it. Like this is this is awesome. And I tell him like half the battle is what you put in your body. Exactly. You know, it makes a difference. It does. And, and everything like you were saying, it's so funny because I usually have these conversations with people and they look at me like I'm crazy. They're like, what the hell is she talking about? Because I talk about water. I'm that crazy woman that I have a filter for the entire home. So the sh my or shower is like filtered water. <laughs> yes. It's a, an amazing filtering system. But for me, water was crucial. My diet, even um, superfoods. I believe in superfoods, ad adaptogens. Like I add so many things to my routine. And you do not only feel it physically, but also I believe a lot of energy, like the energy that we have flowing in our bodies. So that, that was the biggest change for me, how it felt like someone had removed a filter from my eyes and I could see clearly again. And like, you're happier and you're not moody and I'm, I'm a Scorpio. So I have like passion and fuel <laughs> running through my body 24 seven. And that can oh my God, I... like anger very easily. So for me, that was a change just seeing how my, and my, my diet and my lifestyle helped me becoming more compassionate human, I guess, more and more, um, chill. I, I don't explode. Like I used to before. <laughs> Oh my God. I dated a Scorpio and he held a grudge like no one else on earth. <laughs> yeah, I, I, can, I can see that. I understand that because I, I used to be like that in my teens. It was all about grudges and like getting back at people. And then you realize that you start pushing people away, even those that you love and you care about. So for me, I think around ages 25, when I started taking all these changes in my life, um, I realized the power of just being kind, being kind is the most beautiful thing. <laughs> being kind and opening your hearts and being connecting with that empathy that we all have inside of us. Well, that's th one of the things I like about you and why I follow you is because you come at sustainability and, and environmentalism um, 
with from a place of love it's not you don't come off preachy ever yeah. you don't you, you don't seem to like at least i've never seen it like get angry or yell it's always like there's a positive nature to how you produce the content and how you begin the conversations and how you offer advice and i think that goes a long way thank you that's that, thank you that means a lot and that's something that i try to focus on because i have experienced it myself i see the aggression on instagram when it comes to veganism and instead yeah. of yeah, I think we should people we, we should welcome everyone with arms wide open and teach them about veganism in a very kind way so that they can actually connect with what we're sharing. And especially for me, like from coming from Bolivia, whenever if I share this information with my friends and family in an aggressive way, like you should not be eating that or like criticizing people for their diets, they would never do it. So I just promised myself that I would teach them and inspire them by being the example, just changing my own habits, changing my own diet. Um, and they, everyone just watches and stares at you and they see that your energy is changing and that you're happier or that you're lost weight and you look healthier and you look better, um, re-energized in a way. And that itself attracted family and friends to ask me like what are you doing differently I want to learn from you there's something that um, it's catching my attention your energy is glowing like you look happier refreshed what did you do and then you get to share these things with them but trying to make people change by force that never works and um, that's something that I've been trying to avoid since day one I love that. It's so smart. And I wish that it, just in politics today, everyone realized that, that you have to like wrap your arms around people oh, and hug them and, and be an example because we live in some crazy ass times. But like one of the things that my sister has done, um, I don't, she, she's vegetarian now. She was vegan for a long time. But one of the things that she would do is she would bring over like really good vegan dishes or vegetarian dishes and everyone would be like oh that's bomb like and then that they would eat they'd be eating vegetarian or vegan just because it tastes so good do you have any kind of like specialties that you whip up that your friends and family are like oh that's so good oh, I've, yes, I've please, done yes, that please. I've done that with my family with my mom for Thanksgiving I cooked um what did I do I did like a lot of vegan dishes for them to try and they loved it even the the famous one that everyone cooks that it's sweet potatoes with marshmallows so I did that with vegan marshmallows on top Ooh. And yeah so it's like trying to recreate old recipes that we all love in a more conscious way, in a more vegan way, in a healthier way. And then I either take that to the dinners at my parents, at my mom's, at my dad's, or I cook for them while I'm there and um, just leave the door open for them to try. And if they like it, amazing, because they're trying new things, different flavors too and they're they're connecting with veganism and in a way that it doesn't involve too much information. Because remember that we're humans and sadly we run by cravings. So if we can um, inspire our families to crave vegan food, that's a miracle on its own right there. Seriously. I, so I'm going to bug you at some point. I don't know if we do it during the holidays or even sooner, but to do one of your, one of your kind of um, traditional dishes made vegan um, because I actually, it's so funny. I love uh, mashed sweet potatoes. Like I love, 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 love them. And I can eat them every day. Um, I actually don't like the marshmallows, uh, the regular marshmallows. So I'm, I didn't even know there were vegan marshmallows or do you just make 
vegan marshmallows. No, like there are. Go, I think I found it on Whole Foods. Um, but that's a dish, for example, that's a dish that my sister makes for every Thanksgiving. That was like her specialty. And for that last Thanksgiving, I asked her, I was like, do you mind if we switch it a little bit instead of adding butter and like a lot of marshmallows, <laughs> coconut oil and like vegan marshmallows. And she was okay with it. And it actually tasted good. And uh, everyone got to try it and just I think that's how we get to open people's minds to the power of veganism. And that's important. Like you said, like it, it tasted good, right? Yeah. So when you're able to like make a dish that's completely healthy, sustainable and all that, and it tastes good, people are more inclined. Like, yes, I want that. What is that? How do you make that? Give me the recipe. I want that. Exactly. You know, it's- <laughs> we get to conquer through their stomachs, which is good. <laughs> 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 conquer through their stomachs i'm i'm gonna take that that's gonna be my mission for the next several months i love it so you you've already um accomplished so much but you've also come through all adversity like i didn't know um and again we're just getting to know each other with the last month or so but like i didn't realize that um that you had filed bankruptcy too at such a young age um and what a full circle like now you're like talking to people, you know, what is it? Six, seven years later about, um, being a conscious capitalist or conscious entrepreneur. Um, that's crazy. That's, that's like quite the turnaround story. It, it, it was hard. I'm not going to say that it was easy because I sometimes believe that people look at, um, content creators, influencers, and they think that we have our whole lives made easy for us. Like everything flows and they, they don't know struggles. And I think that's one of the reasons that pushes me to share this story so much, because I want people to understand that anyone can recreate themselves, no matter what they're going through in life. And for me, it was tough. Cause I was, I was young. I was doing great as a banker. Um, I quit the day that I got promoted to VP of my division, actually. Um, they gave me that promotion and I started crying and it wasn't happy tears. It was like desperation coming out of my body. So I quit that day and I didn't truly have time to think about the consequences of that decision. And the fact that the banker bills were going to start piling up because I was leaving that lifestyle too, the banker lifestyle and the paycheck that I had and everything. So within a few months, everything started piling up and I couldn't. And um, I was getting really anxious, very depressed. And then I actually met a lawyer whose title was conscious lawyer. And that was a beautiful coincidence. And she guided me. She's like, Valeria, you don't have a paycheck right now. You're, you don't have, I was actually sleeping on my mom's couch because I had to put my entire life in a storage. I had to give up my car, my apartment, everything. And um, she's the one who made me see life in a different way. And she guided me. And she's like, it's not about what people think of you. Forget about that. It's not about failing. And that's when I started seeing the difference between falling and failure. And uh, she just told me, start from zero. You're recreating yourself completely. You're starting a different path, a more conscious path. You can't have your past chasing you and it will let you breathe. Because literally I couldn't, I think I had more overdrafts in my bank account at that time. I was insane. Like I couldn't even buy a coffee. So um, I had to file for bankruptcy. I think I was 26, 27. And uh, that's, it just it, it was a different type of freedom. And I don't mean a financial freedom, but it was a freedom from what society would think of me. 
after I did that, I was like, this is it. I don't care about what people think about me anymore. I'm recreating myself. I'm starting from ground zero. And I think I can do this. And that energy pushed me to believe in myself and my platforms and my mission in life. And fast forward six years and we're here. And you're sharing like that good energy now and you're sharing like that love and you could see that in all of the content that you're producing, like you are you now, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the Valeria that I think that, that you've been wanting to share with the world. Exactly. It's like peeling layers. I, I felt that I was peeling all those layers. It wasn't me, the masks that I was wearing and I finally get to show the real side of me. So then with all that said, with all you've accomplished, with all you're currently doing, um, what's next well two questions what's next for you but then what's also like your north star like where do you want to go so for me um i think throughout this journey i discovered my connection with entrepreneurship especially using entrepreneurship to do something good so every company that i've built in this past five years are all about empowering artisans. Um, the jewelry that I make is about empowering artisans in Bali, especially now through the pandemic, we've been able to help so many families. We're using recycled material. So it's kind of like giving a different aspect to the jewelry industry. We don't produce waste, it's plastic free and it's all recycled and with beautiful messages and meanings. That was one. And then the CBD that I was telling you guys, also we wanted to kind of disrupt a very oversaturated market in a way and make sure that we were uh, delivering the best quality of sun-grown CBD. It's not industrial CBD, but it's sun-grown, it's pesticide-free, it's vegan, and also the packaging. I focus a lot on that because believe it or not, 70% of the environmental impact of products come from the packaging. So for me, everything is packaging, just making sure that it's biodegradable, non-toxic, recyclable. Um, so we, even the ink is plant-based, soy-based or algae-based, everything. We thought about that. And the next big step, which I think is what gives me fuel to keep going every morning, is an application that we're launching in two months to be able to make this lifestyle easier for everyone. So um, um, I had this idea five years ago and just now we're finally launching it. And it's a collaboration with several influencers who are focused on sustainability. So our goal is to make this information very accessible, very digestible, and to make it fun for people to start changing at home. I love it. You're not going to stop. You're going you're gonna, <laughs> you're going to have a sustainability like empire pretty soon. <laughs> Oh, I, I know. I just hope that people actually see that it's possible. I think that's one of the things that, that I want to focus on and inspiring people to use entrepreneurship for good to, to shape our current world. I love it. Well, we think you're amazing. You're most certainly a friend of mine, a friend of the programs, and uh, you're gonna have to keep us updated on everything you do. Yes, please. Until I meet you guys in person, we have to go for a cafecito or something. Ah, yeah. Well, no, you already told me that we could go do a sustainable dinner party at your house. So please. I'm going to fly down and we're going to do it. Give me a date and whenever you guys want to, I'll cook for you. Delicious. Uh, that's amazing. She said Don't you guys, so I'm invited too. <laughs> oh, both Valeria, of you. Why did you have to invite Brian? Oh, oh come on, Brian. I'm cool. Come on, I'm You're, actually cool. You are cool. You're one of my favorite people. <laughs> well, for anyone who wants to find Valeria Inojosa, where do they find you? Uh, you can. Find <laughs> I said it correctly. I was like, yes, he yes. did. <laughs> 
Uh, you can find me on Instagram under Valeria Hinojosa or Water Through Skin. And then my website is the same thing, waterthroughskin.com. And on Instagram, you'll find the, the businesses that I've co-founded and founded myself. They're there too. I love it. Well, everyone follow her. I, I swear you will, you will have a good time. You'll learn some Spanish. You'll learn some good tips and you'll just have fun. So that's all for the show today, everyone. Love you. Miss you. See you soon.